Well, it's a dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense, trying to tangle with us. Scoop of a big black booty's in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. You're ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, Well, basketball happened. Shall we overreact? Let's overreact! I've clipped already five seconds into the podcast. Are you like the actual Clippers who are, you know, just starting their preseason and, you know, they'll, they'll a bit like the Broncos did one year and basically extend the preseason into the first quarter of the season and then start to... The Broncos have extended their preseason into the last 20 years. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just... The, the Lakers hope from supposed professional writers is just fucking hilarious. Like, trying to find silver linings in what or two games in already looks like one of the all-time dumpster fires of an NBA season. Well, the biggest one since uh, the last one that your man was involved in, Snash. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The, the Lakers do manage to have the highs and the lows, I guess. Look, if we're going to overreact to... I mean, every team in the league has played one game, apart from the Sixers and the Lakers that have played... Lost both. ...and lost two games. Um, we probably should do this in some kind of order if we're going to massively overreact to uh, to one game. Um, I thought maybe we should just run through the teams as we pick them in order and sort of say, well, how do you think they feel about what what's happened to them so far? Gee, I don't, I don't know whether I want to do well, that. I think I know why you don't want to do that because if we start it in the West, we've got the Nuggets who uh, have no, been I'm, talked I'm up by everybody in the universe and have won just as many games as those Lakers and those Sixers. How do you think the Nuggets actually how, – how do you feel about the Nuggets right now? Obviously, you're not worried because nah, you've been licking cane toads. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not that phased by that result. Um, you're not worried by the by oh, how awful Jamal Murray looked and how he looked like yeah, he might have done – not, not done his ankle, but he certainly hasn't done it any good. No, I always thought it'd take them 20 or 30 games to to sort it out and then they would go. And I think we should both point out here that neither of us watched this game because it was a game against the fucking Jazz on a day where there were 11 other games happening. But we did not expect the Jazz to absolutely out-effort them off the fucking court. Well, see, the Jazz still have a couple of players that are NBA professionals. Yes, a couple it's, usually it's means not, two. They're not quite... Houston level of newness and and random rookiness. No, but but Daddy Age will will deal with that fairly shortly. Yet, yeah, I was going to say, give it a week or so. Well, they've they've um, still got um Colin Sexton, and they've uh, uh, been upset with the fact that he got he got bend off, and they've still got you know what's his name? Dookie sounds like a truck. Ah, uh, yeah, Jared, Laurie Markinen. He's yeah, Laurie Markinen. They've got Jared Jared Peterbilt. He's still there, but you know the the Jazz are well down the list. So you're not as worried about the Nuggets as. Getting nah, towed by the fucking Utah uh, would suggest that one. I, You're not I overreacting enough. Of- you should be saying, you know, fire everybody and burn the house down. But well, well what I was thinking of is other other Nuggets trying to trade for one of those jazz pieces, and are like, hurry up and trade them because every win you get 
fucks your chances a little bit more. So we're going to we're going to give you a win to to push you towards trading even quicker. Uh, I, nah, that that was that would that would be light years ahead. That was disappointing, but not that unexpected. I do not think they will be a juggernaut until Murray gets his sea legs back. Yeah. So. Which is hard to do because Denver is landlocked. Um, speaking of being light years ahead, the Warriors looked like they barely got out of second gear against the Lakers, uh, and they they, they oh. looked like like they finished off last year. I have a, I have a Stephen A. hot take for, for the, the Warriors. Dubs are going like, to win it all. I actually think what Draymond because Dave DeFord just did that on the on the Nota podcast this week. He's already done that one. No, no, no. I think what Draymond's done is actually really good for the team chemistry because it just allows the rest of the dubs to not have to put up with his shit for the rest of the year. You know, his leadership shtick. It's like, dude, you punched one of our junior players. Shut the fuck up and do your job. Did you see that amazing clip of Iggy miming um, Draymond giving LeBron head from the bench? <laughs> It's just like, oh fuck that! They have no fucks to give about what they want to say to Draymond this year, and they do not care. Like every time he goes on the podcast, they're just going to be up front for, with forget him, the podcast. He's now got a. He, I, we, luckily, it wasn't shown on the international feed, pass. but twenty-one minute fucking documentary about you know basically Draymond's own little hard knock special, talking about his reaction to everyone else's reaction to his reaction to everyone else's reaction to him punching a dude in the head. Uh, it was incredibly self-aggrandizing, pathetic, and ludicrous. And it sounds like it's, it's, he's already. I think. I think, as we said a week or two ago, he's already psychologically on that TNT bench. Oh, the Lakers or one of the other. Like he, he, yes, he has left. He has left Golden State. I reckon, um, for sure. Yeah, and that's the only thing that re- realistically, apart from injury, that realistically looks like it's going to get in the way of of the the Warriors just having a really comfortable role to a very high seed in the West. Um, Phoenix with a with a third pick that um, I and I picked them. I actually, I, I, what I was what I was my, my takeaway from the game that they played against the Mavs um, is that fire Jason Kidd. Well, no, for the first sort of three quarters of that game, it felt like an extension of game seven uh, when mm. they got absolutely – they looked like they were still psychologically trying to fight their way through that mud. And the fact that they were able to, to sort of hinge something together and make a big comeback and end up winning that game, thanks largely to Jason Kidd being Jason Kidd, uh, this is re- we'll get to the maths, but he seems to have regressed back to being a shit coach all over again. Mm. Um, Jesus. That was actually really encouraging from a psychological perspective for the Suns to get that, given the amount of shit they've been through. Uh, as I mean, the club itself. I'm not I mean, the, the the franchise, the owner, all that kind of stuff. A lot of the stuff yeah. is self inflicted, but the dudes on the playing roster have had to go through a lot of shit, and and Monty Williams has had to go through a lot of shit. Well, the other the other interesting thing about it was it was Booker and Aiton leading the team down the stretch, not Chris Paul. Chris Paul no. was on the bench. Although he he did uh, he did some did some handy things when they, when they made their run. Yeah, yeah, but it, but I think I, I think they're like d- dumb shit is going to cost you, especially this year more than any other year. I think dumb sh- the margin for you doing dumb shit and it not costing you games is very very thin. So Monty Williams realizing that. Anything you get from Chris Paul as a bonus, but if you real what you really need to develop is a non-Chris Paul strategy for winning games. 
Um, and I'm not sure campaign that, is that is the sustainable <laughs> strategy. Or, or, or Damien Lee, but, yeah. but putting the ball in, in, in Book's hands yeah. and, you know, letting him run the show for more of the regular season. Like, not all of the regular season, but, but give him more reps. Give him more reps at, at being, you know, the only guy that, uh, you know, the, the, the only guy on the floor because... It might you might need that mm. in, the, in in a second round finals, and that's not what they were sort of built for last season. They still don't have a bench though. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not. They don't really have a second generation either. They don't, their young players are all kind of. Um, <laughs> which which makes the Warriors fucking even more scary yeah. when you watch Kaminga and Wiseman. All, all they have to do, do is manage do is politically manage the the generation change because everything else is going to be sweet. Yeah. Um, the Grizzlies kind of. We're lucky to get out of New York. Well, they were lucky to, to get out of the game with New York uh, with an overtime victory. And I felt like that was um, probably more of an indictment of the Grizzlies than anything in, in support of, of the Knicks. You never really looked like they were at the races at any stage until they took it to overtime. They are missing a fairly large piece, the Grizzlies. Mm. You know? um, and they've but also, they always are. Yeah, I think, I, I think they're another team that I wouldn't be worried about getting a few losses in the start because I think their coaching staff of <laughs> figuring out which of their second-year players are going to pop into good rotation players, and that just takes them a little while. This is terrible overreaction by you. You need to be firing people. You need to be firing the bloke who looks like well, Grizzly Adams. Get him out of here. Well, it, it's funny because the, the Knicks and the Lakers both came across to me as teams that really were fired up for the regular season and wanted to get going and wanted to get some wins. We'll get to them. And the, we'll get to them. And the Grizz... And Denver and the Clippers all sort of seem like teams that were focused on, you know, maybe the postseason, and we're like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna burn all our nervous energy in game one, other than Jar, you know, because Jar's just fucking. But part of that, part of that's also because they, the teams you named, are the big market teams that have all the media buzz around them, that yeah. you can't, you there's no physical human way to shut out that noise when you've got. Ten times as much media at your, at your press conferences, and you've got all the hot takes, and you're the A block on Stephen A's show, and all this sort of shit. Uh, the Grizzlies and the Nuggets and the Clippers can afford to take it chill, uh, you know, can, can just sort of idle into into the the early parts of the uh, the season and treat it like the NFL. A lot of NFL teams do, where they just treat the first month of the season like extended preseason, because they don't. They're not going to have people screaming about it if they don't succeed. I mean, you started this podcast talking about a. a a future 500-level team uh, and how ex- excited you were to see them fail. I mean, no one's doing that with any of those teams you mentioned because no one gives a fuck. Yeah. Um, the Pelicans, though. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it's been, hard, it's been hard to divorce this from the fact that they played the Nets and the Nets just looked like a, a complete rabble, but we'll, we'll, give the, we'll, we'll deal with the Nets when we deal with the Nets. Um, the, the Pelicans look great, and it wasn't just Zion, you know, freight training down the middle, uh, down the lane, and, and dunking on fools. Although there was quite a bit of that. It was more how all the pieces fit together. Yeah, like given, you know, given that was, that's the thing we thought. Oh, this will take. It'll take time to integrate Zion into this team. No, it fucking won't. It absolutely fucking won't. Yeah. <laughs> it, it turns out if you've got this guy that is just unstoppable, and everybody else is around him. It's pretty easy for all the other people around him because he's he's like a black hole that sucks yeah. the fence into the middle. Um, and you don't have to. Man. You can run sets for him, but you don't have to run sets for him. He'll figure some shit out. And you know, if, if you can run all your stuff, but you know, if all else fails, he'll be able to figure something out. He'll get you a bucket. He might rip the bucket off the fucking wall. 
I can't remember who it was, but someone that had watched Dyson Daniels in in summer league or you know somewhere somewhere before he'd sort of had any extended time at the Pelicans said his shot in warm-ups looked already looked better you know because they've got that shooting guru there his shot in the warm-ups already looked better um than it did when he first you know first rocked up at the Pelicans like that team is deep that team has picks coming uh like I just, I, it's going to be fascinating just, to see I, how they fuck this up because they will because <laughs> because they're owned by they're owned by the same people who own the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, but the, but but the thing is, like all the shit that we've dinged them for, right? Like their front office shit and not spending the money and not spending the money on the off, you know, yeah. on the uh, having on the assistant coaches, medical and the, stuff, and the, and the medical. They've they their own, they're having like, their own bloody um, training facility, not sharing shit from the, the Saints. If you do a little bit of digging, they've quietly fucking ticked all those boxes yeah. off. So, like, we're we're sort of kangsing them a little bit because they've deserved it from their history. They were the kangs. But, They're not the kangs anymore. But what if they fix all that shit with the talent that they've got? Jesus Christ! But all of this comes down to winning the the lottery. I mean, if they had they hadn't but, won with the fourth highest odds, they won they won the. Um, the Zion lottery, and that that is eventually what's going to turn this whole thing around. So far, we've basically given top marks to two teams of Adams, so that's great. Oh, uh, like I have to say, Adams probably got the most fun roster of of teams. Yeah, but it, what he also has is eight wins, and you and I have four. And, and we would have him on the show to gloat about that, but he would just he but, would just drop us a voicemail no. with maniacal cackling and telling us which like which kind of PT. Ilay Maltz, he likes the best, and, and no one's got time for that shit. Um, I just like they could get a top four pick this year and mm. next year. The Lakers yeah. are that bad; they could get two more top four picks with this team. It's just insane. Yeah. I'd, I'd be. We'll get to the Lakers. Yeah. Um, Let's save it. Who have you got next? The Clippers. The Clippers are basically just you know they they were treating it like the like you were saying the Nuggets and the um. And uh, what was the other team you said were, were sort of cruising in at, at sort oh, of the Grizz? The, the Grizz, Grizz, I don't think. It, um, uh, except the the, <laughs> the Clippers still had half a game of Kawhi, and that's enough, you know. And they were already winning by the time. That, I mean, to the the Lakers' credit, they did actually make this closer than it probably should be. But I think that was more about the Clippers were fucking about. They weren't really yeah, it, in their the, game. They didn't the, need to be. They they did enough to win. The, the Lakers were going full throttle and the Clippers were going at 60%. They brought yeah, Kawhi off the bench. F- full <laughs> throttle with, with completely misfiring fucking fuel injection. Yeah, and, yeah. Like diesel in, diesel in a petrol yeah, yeah, car yeah, sort yeah. of this full that, throttle. But, but again, <laughs> you can't help yourself. We will get to the Lakers when we get to the Lakers. Um, yeah. There's I, a, re- a, there's a, a reason a- we picked them, what's that, ninth Ninth. Uh, ninth in the West. You would sp- oh, seem to want to spend it. a lot of time. You are perpetuating the very thing that you accuse Lakers people of, which is talking too much about the fucking Lakers. I have a I have a Clippers uh, Lakers analogy, but I want to save it for when we actually get to them. So right, keep going, keep going. The Mavs, mm-hmm. the Mavs. Unfortunately, we saw a bit more uh, of what Adam and I said, which was that Luca, bloody good, really good, fucking good. We're going to need somebody else to do something. I. I, I, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried. All oh, a reaction, else, right? an overreaction, or just a reaction? No, no. I'm I'm. They've got someone. Wood played awesome. Wood played That's better. That's true. Did all, uh, all our, fa- things- our favorite uh, our favorite red state Pornhub search term Christian Wood um, <laughs> did, was was. The problem is though that the, the knock on Wood, sorry, uh, is is that 
you know, he can do this occasionally, but he can't do it consistently. Nothing but worse he, than inconsistent would. Even, like, he said the right things after the game, right? I'm, I'm just trying to fit in. I'm trying to yeah. do, my, do my role. But why are you not playing your second best player in crunch time? I don't understand it. I do not understand. Unless, That's he, just worries. E- unless he just expected him to, to fart out and he thought he could do him more damage. But that, that was uh, a very odd... It was a very odd conclusion. And maybe kids very aware that, that this is not going to be anywhere near as, as good a, a team unless they make some moves around the edges. Mm. The, I, I, I didn't see anything that, that dissuaded me from the view that they need more stuff around Luca, and stuff does actually include better coaching. Did I have to pick Sacramento? Jesus fucking Christ. No, you, you didn't get to pick Sacramento. Adam chose to pick Sacramento. So at eighth, Adam picked the T-Wolves. And I have no memory of what the T Wolves did. I'm sure they played someone. What did the T what did what did, what did the T Wolves uh, do? Uh yeah, no, the, the Timberwolves played OKC and OKC oh, yeah. did the per, the perfect thing where they were competitive they were but f- lost by five. <laughs> Feisty for three quarters and lost by five. Yeah. Which is which, which is kind of what and, and neither of us saw any of that game because, you know, it was a Timberwolves uh, I, OKC game. I, I, I watched a little bit of highlights. It was interesting that Rudy had more shots in one game than he had, like, in the first 10 games of last season. Yeah. Feed the big dog. I, I think um, OKC will have the best points differential for a 20-win team in the history of the league. Yeah. Like, I just think that they're, they're going to get really close, but, oh, my gosh, we lost another game. Isn't that unusual? Um, yeah, like, I think the T-Wolves are going to win a lot of regular season games. They look... Well, they're um, built for it, and that was the thing. They, they, they kind of have yeah. to, too, because they've, they've mortgaged their future and their children's future and their children's children's future. They're basically a metaphor for climate change uh, with the, the, amount of, the amount of stuff they've said out there. Um, speaking of teams that, that will be competitive for three quarters and then lose by, by five, unfortunately, when the Lakers do it, it's not like they're going to fall into a decent draft pick as a result. Uh, the Lakers did look better today. They looked like they'd figured out a few things differently, but apart, apart from that is also... They were playing an opposition who were a little bit less foot on the throat than the Dubs were. Um, Russ actually played some defense. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of. Ironically, given that he accused Pat Bev of just running around and waving his arms around, there was quite a bit of that with with Russ. But I suppose there is there is a, a possibility that Russ invents himself as kind of late era Ben Simmons. Can't shoot for shit, but can at least get a hassle some people when they're trying to take a shot. Hell of a, an effective way to spend forty million bucks. So I got a question. I got a question for you. If you got, are you still trying po- to come up with with fake trades that send everyone to somewhere? Everyone no, no, else? no. This is actually a, a fake trade that didn't happen last year. But if you'd got in that guard spot, fifteen points, four rebounds, and three assists, and a player that was just happy to be back playing in the NBA and would have come off the bench or started or done whatever and just facilitated and help the rest of the team. Delhi's already out. at the Kangs, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Wouldn't you wouldn't you like that player? Especially if you didn't have to give up two draft picks for him? Like John Wall at this stage is definitively a much better player than Russell Westbrook. That's the thing. The John Wall thing is amazing. I mean how many times John Wall was traded for Russell Westbrook at least once, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, well, he was the Washington. Yeah, he was the Washington trade. Yeah, John Wall still got some stuff left. Now I don't know how much of that is the fact that the the Clippers have got a much better medical staff than they had back in the day when they broke Jared Dudley, but it's it really warms the heart to see that the the Clippers succeed, doesn't it? Uh, the team with the most money and the least personality. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but I mean, at least the Lakers are trying to be entertaining. The, the Lakers. The Lakers could well uh, – the Lakers are giving me Barcelona vibes at the moment. Barcelona are trying to stay afloat with their big spending bullshit by selling off their future TV rights and all this kind of stuff. It's sort of flogging off, taking the family silver down to, down to cash converters in order to keep funding this fucking gambling addiction they have to, to spending huge amounts of money in transfer windows. And the Lakers kind of feel like that to me. They, they're just going to – they're going to keep trading off their name to the point until they can no longer trade off it because it's going to be worth nothing. Well, well, then they'll be the Knicks. The, the thing is that their their name was worth that, like their name was a genuine advantage in the league for a long time. And I, I think it, it still is it for is. a certain kind of it is it is for certain kind of marketing circumstances. But oh, it's, for sure, but not as a, not as a, a player destination. Like there's certainly players that will come to LA, but it's not just this magnet, and everybody wants to be there anymore. That's for yeah. Sure. I think that I think they're they're remarkably bad at leveraging the fact that they have this enormous enormous fan base. Uh, they should be the richest club in the entire NBA. It shouldn't really matter that, that they, their owners themselves aren't heavily capitalised. Hmm. But they, uh, they've they not really – I think they've, they've got fat off uh, easily attainable cable contracts and things like that, and I don't think they've ever really had to fight to get the money in. So This just reminds me And they've re-upped Rob Polinka. For this roster, they re-fucking yeah. assigned him for longer. They gave him an extension for putting Kendrick Nunn and fucking, oh, Jesus. It's just- Austin Reeves and- Austin, Lo- well, Austin, Lo- Reeves, Austin Reeves isn't too bad by comparison. But- Lonnie, Lonnie Walker played 37. Yeah, Lonnie Walker played okay. Lonnie Walker's but- a decent pickup. See, the thing is that I think in parts their stuff is okay. Like some of their player development stuff's been okay. Some of their scouting's been okay. At the bottom end of the market, the- the Alex Caruso's and the Austin Reeves uh, have been really good. The, the, the problem is that when they go to re- retain these people, the people making the big decisions keep fucking up. Mm. The, uh, the Lakers remind me of rugby when it went into that professional era. Yep. And every, like, you know, some people got professional really fast, and some people are just like, well, that's not the way we do it. <laughs> you know, we, yes. we did it this way. The and, Queensland Reds. And yeah, the Queensland Reds. We did it this way, and we won lots of shit. And it's like, yeah, but everyone else isn't doing it that way anymore, and you guys are being left behind. No, 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 we can still do it the Lakers no. way. No. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. You've got the Blazers. Tell me about. Tell me how you feel about the Blazers. The thing that worries me about them is we can talk about the Blazers and the Kings together because they they played each other and they are back to back here at ten and eleven. Look, the the, the, bla- the the Kings led for most of the game and the Blazers squeaked it out in the end. Oddly enough, not driven by you know Dame time. Pat you know taps his wrist mm. aggressively, but. Um, Jeremy Grant and a few other kind of you know it wasn't it wasn't that sort of classic traditional Dame drives them to a win kind of thing, which is which is optimism for if Dame gets back to being Dame if he's got more pieces that can pull their weight towards the end of games, then he, him approaching look, look, this is the thing right coming back from injury, very very few players can just drop back in to a league competitive as the NBA after the amount of time that Clay had off or Dame had off or Jamal Murray had off and just be awesome again. It's really fucking hard. And I, I don't know. I think people have unrealistic expectations. Let, let's see how he is after 20 games. If he doesn't look good after 20 games, then 
maybe that team blows it up and, and I'm screwed. But this was this was meant to be fixing a long term issue. And if it if it kind of exacerbates it, then you know, Dame's thirty three now. Mm. It it things don't get better. Things things are not gonna get better, I'm afraid. For the Kings side of things, I, f- I felt, I mean, they're not my team, but I felt kind of mildly optimistic about them just because they didn't, they did enough to win that game and they ended up losing on the bell to a team that's as good as them. And if, if they're as good as the Blazers, they're going to have a decent, they're going to have a decent. Year. Except there's 10 teams better than that, those two teams and they have to play those 10 teams a lot. But one of those teams is the Lakers and we know they're not better than them. <laughs> that's true. And, oh, like, and look, one or two, one or two of those teams in the West above them are going to fight out. They, they're going to they have long term series because that's the nature of the fucking league. Mm. Uh, someone's going to get horribly injured. It's not not pleasant to think about, but but Luca goes out for thirty games and the Mavs are down there for sure. I could also see Houston or OKC knocking either of those teams off quite easily if they got hot one night. I, oh I yeah, one night. Yeah, but, but like th- that's the thing with the with the West is. You have to beat. You have the, the Jazz literally knocked off the fucking. Yeah, that's what I mean. The, you 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 have to be you have to be on your game when you play the Jazz, OKC, and Houston because they have enough good players um, that if you're a bit lazy or not motivated or whatever, the touches fucking beat you straight up. Yeah, um, because they'll, they'll try. They'll try in some games. They won't try in all of them. But but that's but that's the thing. I, I don't I don't think players and coaches will always try to win. It, it's front offices that will manipulate the roster to make it harder for that to happen. But players spoken will get like under a coach. Them. There'll be plenty of coaches who'll just take the L. I mean, we we can move on to the Spurs. I mean, you can't tell me that that Pop is trying if they're going to lose by fucking twenty points to. Was it Charlotte or Lando? Charlotte, yeah. It's one of the one of the kind of the tealy blue teams over over in the east. Um, the well, Spurs, like, the Spurs I, are fucking horrible. They're the next team on the list. I think the Spurs are treating this like a almost like a G League side, and let's let's see what we get, and then we reboot next year. Um, I think they're going to be rebooting the, on the fly, or the year after. So yeah, P- Pirtle Pirtle won't be there by the trade deadline. Um, it'll just be all. Young raw players, and let's see what's going to go with the high draft picks coming in the next couple of years. So, what's Pop here for then? What's he getting out of this? Development, developing is fun. I have to say, D- develop development coaching. If if that's what you like, and I do believe that that he enjoys development coaching, uh, it is good fun. Even though you lose a lot, it, it's still there. There is, uh, I don't know. So it's like a retirement project for him. Instead of gardening or bowls, he's <laughs> just right. hanging out with with young men. And okay, um, the Thunder we've kind of touched on already. They're going to win games that they shouldn't, and they're going to you know be competitive in three quarters of a lot of games and then lose. Uh, the Jazz are going to continue to like like I think we talked about in the preview. The Jazz are going to continue to while they still have players, they're going to win games and then eventually those players are going to be taken away and then they're going to keep trying to win, which is makes it a bit tough for your man, Will Hardy, who apparently yeah. is a coach and not a not a young adult hero. I was going to say, you and I are both thinking about the same joke. Uh, just couldn't land pro- it. Probably, re- probably read the same books when we were kids. Um, and uh, and the Rockets, no one will ever watch. So, Well, I, no, I... I disagree. I think the Rockets are going to be like watching, you know, a, a 
fucking a bunch of puppies running around that are like extremely athletic but docile you know have no fucking idea what they're doing but can jump and and you know slobber all over <laughs> like I, I think the rockets could I'll, be I'll, more I'll, I'll rephrase nobody apart from nba sickos will watch <laughs> I, I just i actually think I think the Lakers could be a lot more grim to watch just because the vibes are going to be so bad. I think the Rockers are just going to lose games, but all, there's going to be so much youthful and enthusiasm and athleticism that that, that they'll uh, be a lot more fun. The vibes will be better there, I think. And there's no pressure on them. Like, they're sort of built to yeah. lose as well. So, um, Well, they're owned by Tillman Fertitta, so they're always built yeah. to lose. Over in the East, the Bucks. Had their first game of the year uh, and looked imperious. Bucks-ish. <laughs> yeah, they looked they looked fine. I mean, the, the Sixers kind of brought them close in the end, but um, Bucks did Bucks things. They're still they're still lacking Chris Middleton. Um, so this is this is kind of kind of an evolution of last year's Bucks. Really, it was sort of a continuation of last year's Bucks. I mean, they they didn't really have a lot of a lot of changeover anyway. They beat Look, they beat this year's Sixers with last year's Bucks. Every good team that they can knock off without Middleton there is like a little. You know, a little notch in the belt, because yeah, uh, th- there is also a little a little spurt of big heavyweight matchups in the first week or two, and then it kind of chills for a bit. Yeah. So they're not going to the big teams are not going to see as many um, kind of heavyweight opponents for a bit. So they'll get a bit of a chance to take their breath. It makes you feel sad for a team like the Kings though, because the Kings probably really needed to get that win against the Blazers because then they, they've got a run where they've got to play the Milwaukee's and the Clippers and the prospective top-end teams from both conferences for the next little while. So, I mean, if the Kings end up 0-5 or 0-6, it's it's kind of important not to panic for them, I would have thought. Uh, who, who, Celtics. Celtics looked looked, looked really good. good. They, they, yeah. I mean, new coach, same as the old coach, apart from the Probo bits, I hope. Although, as we've, as we've illustrated, he has yeah. a Probo past. <laughs> he doesn't have a Probo present that we know of. So, um, Brogdon looked like a good addition to that team. The, the, he looked like he'd been there for a while. Yeah. The, the, their problem will be, will they burn Al Horford out waiting for Williams to come back? Well, they've got you know, Blake Griffin. <laughs> and look, maybe against Washington and... Brooklyn and OKC and a whole, you know a whole bunch of teams. Blake Griffin playing thirty minutes or twenty five minutes a game might be enough to get them through because their de- defense on the perimeter is so good. Yeah. It's not like you're asking Blake to do a Rudy Gobert style job. No. Um, and he was playing lots of minutes for Brooklyn last year in the same the same time of year. Yeah. Yeah. He he's essentially cannon fodder, I guess. Yeah. He, he's um, he's he's sort of practice squad stuff. How do you feel about the Heat taking that? Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't catch any of this game. I only, only sort of saw it in um, dispatches, if you I, like. I, I can't decide whether it, it, it was a friendly fire game. Yeah, they lost to the Bulls, which is another one of your teams. So. Yeah, so I. I, I, I sort it was of like feel, today for me. You were going to get two wins. You're going to get a win anyway, no matter who, who won it. I, I sort of feel like I'm a lot more optimistic about Chicago than I am pessimistic about Miami. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that, that's one where I'm like, at some stage, you you expect them to get a little bit creaky. Is this year that it's going to be like, Lowry still look bad? Yeah, uh, uh, he's he's dropped yeah. a bit of weight, but um, it's he might just be washed. But you know, this could be more like you know a little bit like as you said, those teams in the, in the West, the the, the Grizz and mm. the Clippers and so forth, who are taking. I mean, we're talking about the Clippers as they lost, are taking it taking it relatively easy. Start to the year, 
But yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, there but are a few just, more flags with a few more red flags with the Heat, in, particularly in terms of Lowry and. That, uh, that's just not what I would have thought Miami would have done. Like I always expect them to come out and compete hard. But then DeRozan, everyone's like, oh, you know, DeRozan's not going to be able to replicate what he did last year. And it's like, well, why not? Why not? <laughs> it's not like he's going to like at sure at some stage your athleticism starts to decline. But I think people are thinking. I guess Russ is uh, like people are thinking of Russ like Iverson and saying that you know all guards just hit this wall and fall off a cliff. But they prepare and train at a level that none of those guys ever did back then, except probably Kobe. And maybe they they're just going to slowly decline rather than just fall off a cliff. Uh, and also with Iverson and particularly Westbrook, you're talking about guys whose trademark was their explosive athleticism. Yeah. And without that, they didn't have, particularly We're, Russ, doesn't have a second act. Whereas yeah, Dur- Kyle Lowry very- can just can just back his fat ass up to people and, yeah. and he can and, have and that kind of game. and That'll, that'll be fine. De- DeRozan's all craft. He's not athletic. It's just pure, you know, uh, almost process, right? He, You know, he gets to his spot and his mechanics are so pure that – he gets to his spot, he releases at the point, and the ball goes in the net, you know? Yeah, it's almost Ray Allen-like in that. It, 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 it's, it's, um, it, that game will age reasonably well. well so the Heat, the Heat's sort of a, a, a potential, you know, not a red flag, maybe maybe a slightly, slightly tangerine orange kind of flag. Mm. Um, Sixers are 0-2, but I think they – um, <laughs> Danger Will think, Robinson. Danger Will Robinson. I don't think they should feel as bad about it as the other 0-2 team. Oh, um, no, man. I mean, there's there's clearly problems. This is a much this is a much more burnt burnt orange coloured. It's not quite a red flag, but it's certainly more of a sort of a burnt orange. It's like a like a seventies fucking Tirana kind of orange. Um, I, I actually, James Harden looks real good. Joel Embiid looks a bit of a problem. I actually want them to get a few wins because I think if they go like. So do I, because I picked them. Four and six that they'll fire Doc and they might bring in D'Antoni or someone that can, you know, get the motor going a little bit more. I just think Doc's is just the, – the league's passed him by. Like, Yeah, I but know, I, think I, that, I think that about D'Antoni as well. I, I just hate the idea of Maury just keeping going back to the same old fucking world. Um, well, maybe even give Sam Casella a go. Like, but I actually think firing Doc would increase the chances of them being a finals contender. I don't think they're going to lose enough games to. to no, have that's fun. right. And do, oh. Doc teams can win plenty of regular season games. I think the problem with Doc teams is, is once they get in the playoffs, when they get three one up, they're absolutely doomed. Yeah. But yeah, Joel doesn't look, does not Engaged. look like he's totally warmed up. He looks like an old diesel that hasn't quite warmed up yet, and there's a little bit of tappet noise. He looks sooky already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like well, he got outplayed by Giannis, so he's not going to be particularly happy about that. Two games in, and he's skipping press conferences, and I don't know. Mm. I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean they played yep. the two best teams in the fucking yeah. East. That's I mean, right. So, so that's it right. means that they're the th- on an even playing field. They might be the third best team in the in the East. That's kind of what we all thought. Maybe that's not what they thought, but that's what we kind of thought. So that I feel like that'll that'll play itself. I got a lot more a lot more confidence about the Sixers finding their level than than the Lakers. Although maybe the Lakers haven't found their level. It's Owen too. Uh, the Cavs. Cavs were were really encouraging in that game that they played against whoever it was. Ah, uh, the Raptors. They played. Mm. Um, it was a game I watched. I should remember that one. Um, 
they should have won that game against the Raptors, but the Raptors pulled it out. That was at one point I was on to be 0-8 from my first eight games. And, and you know, sick kind of way I was actually pulling for it, but the Raptors ruined it for me by winning. But yeah, there was a slightly nasty injury to uh Garland in that game, which is kind which has kind of spoiled the vibes for those guys. But um yeah, the, the new Cavs, I mean, Donovan Mitchell was a clutch scorer down the down the stretch. But, but the encouraging thing for them, right, is if Garland had gone out last year in that situation, they would yep. have lost by 20 because yep. they would have had no scoring down the stretch. And Mitchell stepped up. So you can see the thinking behind having those two guys. Like when they have Garland and Mitchell there, you know, you load up on Mitchell and Garland, you know, it's the seesaw effect. Um, yeah, I, I think... Uh, uh, I think there's there's very encouraging signs for for them. Yep, yep. <laughs> it, it, probably probably the most encouraging loss out of out of any of them. Teams with slightly less encouraging losses, we can probably get to yeah. the Nets of Brooklyn. Um, that was a that wasn't that was not nice to watch. I, I, most annoying thing about that was that I fired up my League Pass subscription and wait, and burnt a game on it and burnt a game on it uh, because I thought oh it'll be the this will be worth watching it's like no well actually no it certainly was worth watching to see um see Zion just ripping shit because it was the pelicans who just destroyed the nets uh, but I really thought the nets would have a bit more than that and they just didn't and it wasn't just I mean KD was decent but Kyrie was you know was shooting garbage Ben Simmons, unfortunately, was just like no. He, it, was, he it was it was like a fluffy toy that had been nailed to a stop sign, and that was being placed in front of a Kenworth truck. It just wasn't working. And and what a- worries me a little bit is the idea that okay, they're, they're going to try and use Ben Simmons at the five a lot more, but that doesn't necessarily mean he should be trying to guard your Zion's and your Joel Embiid's because down that way it does not lead anything positive. Yeah, they're going to get smashed by. Those teams, like yeah. Minnesota, Minnesota, teams with just, massively athletic bigs. Yeah, Minnesota are going to eat them alive. You know, Philadelphia is going to eat them alive. But when, unless they get an actual center as a backup, because yeah. they don't have, they don't have an actual center on that fucking roster. But when they're playing, you know, sides that are a bit more, you know, where their talent is more in the backcourt, Simmons mm. is going to be awesome because he can switch against players. I'm, I'm not. My, my sort of counter to that is that is the absolute worst game you could play when Simmons is coming off 18 yeah. months of not playing anything and is rusty as fuck and trying to get back up to speed to a proper NBA game and you've got to face Valanchunas and, and Zion, two absolute monster yeah. um, guys in the block, right? That's And a team that-, that cares about offensive rebounding in a way that nobody else does. Like yeah. they, they, will, they will fight you for every fucking board. Maybe a team with, you know, any kind of team with... Um, Stephen Adams on it probably feels like that, but um, a lot of teams that used to just you know give up the rebounds and run on defense. Um, th- th- that's not what the Pelicans are about. They're all about offensive rebounding. So you're so going you've got a big day if you're playing anything like the five uh, against those guys. You're, you've got a big fucking day ahead of you. Like if they're playing the Celtics and it's Al Horford instead of those two guys, like that's a much better. Match up for Simmons. I don't then. know. Al Horford. Al Horford deals to Embiid on the reg. So yeah, no, but the, thought, you're not running. You're not running the offense through through the post position. I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. You he's, know, he's it's not, a lot. He's, it's a lot more pick and roll and switching. He's not the and pivot. That, yeah, yeah. So the Nets need a center to play when they do play those sides. Yeah, even but even then, if it's just a body to throw out there. But yeah. That's Sean Marks. They, they need someone for that for that particular application, but um, yeah, it's it's funny because there was a, a long ESPN daily thing with um, 
Nick Friedel, who's now the Nets beat writer, talking about you know how the vibes are so good around the Nets, and Kyrie was you know captain friendship and you know <laughs> spreading joy and wonder and delight through everyone and all that sort of stuff, and that <laughs> lasted all of one game, and they okay. got beaten by thirty. I'm, so, I'm uh, much more worried about Kyrie than I am about Simmons. Like, like Simmons I'm not all- worried about Kyrie at all because yeah, what's the point cares. worrying about something you can't control and there's someone you absolutely can't fucking control? Um, but it'll be interesting because he's definitely trying. He's trying to be likable and he's trying to be I mean, all the noise out of it, it out of particularly Friedel's story was it? You know, Kyrie was actually literally trying to be Friedel's friend. You know, he was offering him lifts. <laughs> Back, you know, lifts from practice and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And a really odd kind of way. It's like, okay, not creepy in any kind of way. Uh, the Raptors were the seventh p- the team picked, and they they won a game in a very Raptorian kind of way. They just they just fucking raptored their way to a to a, a narrow win over a yep. over a team that's about as good as them. And uh, more power to them. I don't, I don't know whether you can do you can take any great conclusions out of it, other than they they look good and they did the thing they do. Yeah, the, the- modern Spurs. Yes. Absolutely, that that is the best description for them. They they they're not ever going to underachieve. No, unless they've been deported to Tampa. Yeah, like we said, I think we said in the preview, they, they've hit the over ten years out of the last eleven. So yep. yeah, expect them expect them to, to achieve. Um, De- Denver Denver also is, is hits the over just about every time, which is why I'm not too phased. Yeah, but they're not going to do it this time because they've, it's already clear that they've failed. Um, the Hawks, caca! Shouts to Jay Skeets. I didn't catch any of the Hawks game. Um, I can't remember I, I who watched, they played. I watched a little bit of the highlights. Uh, Murray they, in the back. Who did they play? They play. Let me have a look here. Rock. East team. They played. They played. Oh, the Rockets. Yeah, they beat. Them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why I have no recollection of that game. But the <laughs> but the idea that like that the concept of Murray and Trey Young worked really well. Yeah. Like. If they got a rebound, Murray would push the pace, and if it was a half court set, Trey ran it. So, yeah. I think Murray had five steals. Now, again, it's the Rockets, and they haven't learned. It's really hard to dribble properly. Yeah, it's really hard yeah. to overreact to a game where you're not even sure you should be taking any conclusions out of it at all because it's against yeah. uh, an extremely good G League roster. Yeah, see, I don't know. They, we'll, we'll, they, we'll have to see what the reps. They play the Magic next, and it's a soft like, start. Well, I don't know. I think Matt, the Magic and Detroit are going to cause teams a lot of problems. We'll, we'll get like, we'll get to those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Knicks. <laughs> I think that the Knicks, are, apart from the Cavs, the Cavs have the most the most encouraging loss. I want to rescind right. that and say that I think the Knicks have probably had a because I think the I think the Grizzlies are probably a better team than the Raptors, even uh, again, without. Even without um, – and you can sort of say, that oh, well, the Grizzlies weren't trying that hard. They'll try hard enough, and they were playing yeah. to play in, in Madison Square Garden. I think the Knicks can take a little bit out of that game. Um, obviously, it's still a loss, but uh, they don't need to worry quite as much than their um, than their cousins across the way in Lakerville. Yet again, we're mentioning the fucking Lakers. Uh, sure. Like, Brunson obviously just makes them a more professional side, right? Because you have someone that can actually – get other players the ball and get other people involved and and it's a talent modifier um but i don't know man They're i think fine. the Ra- i think the raptors and uh, the raptors and up are going to chew them up and spit them out and the thing about the east is i actually think the bottom of the east is a lot more solid than i gave it credit for um like even the hornets right the hornets might 
win games just because they're just going to bomb it. And one, you know, if they hit, they'll do what the Adelaide 36ers did to the Suns, right? They'll just put up 43s, and if they hit 50% of them, what are you going to do? This is fuck all you can do. The Hornets are next on the list, and the Hornets, the only, the only thing I, I, I know about that game was that they beat the shit out of the Spurs and that yeah. Gordon Hayward has a fucking terrible haircut. Yeah. Let, they play the Pelicans next, so that will oh, be a well. really interesting thing because the Pelicans, you know, the Pelicans just could. We could be three or four games in and looking at the Pelicans, going, "Holy fuck, what what has been unleashed on the NBA?" Yep. And then Zion um, will be injured after twenty games, and we'll be back where we fucking started from. Oh, yeah, I, I really hope not. I really do. I mean, because I think the- we need to get we need to make peace with the idea that these that nothing is for certain, and, and these these mm-hmm. careers do not last long. Uh, who's next? And on that cheery note, mm. the fucking Wizards. <laughs> Bradley Beal, he, he still exists. I don't even know who they played. That shows you how much interest I took in the Wizards. Pacers or somebody. Yeah, um, they played the Pacers. Be- beat them pretty easy. Yeah, seven you would. Points, but uh, but uh, I don't think – I think the Wizards pretty much led start to finish. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think that game was – the only time it was close was at the end. Uh, nothing to say about that because what, what conclusion can you take from beating the Pacers? The Magic – um, Magic and the Pistons. I think you, you were talking about previously. We can come yeah, back to that I, point. I watched the like the full, highly you know YouTube highlights of this game. It, it was a cool game. There's a lot of cool players on both those sides. Yeah, a the Magic. All the Pistons could have won this game. They took it right down to the bell. So it was. And now, yeah. obviously, they're playing to each other's level. So we don't know what that's going to look like when they have to play against the Heat. No, but we'll find out. No, but I, I expect both of these sides to knock off a. Celtics or a Philadelphia or, you know, yep. they've got the talent that on nights where it's clicking for them, the talent level is – the disparity is not as big as, you know, the Celtics can just rock up and roll over the top of them no matter what. Like, if they're, if they're on, they'll knock off the big teams. You know, there's a lot of talent on both of those sides now. Um, and Orlando still have players to come back as well. Mm. Not, you know, not top-tier players, but they still have – Depth to come back into the side, and they have the they have the uh, number one draft pick, which mm. is is very rarely a bad thing. I think he was only the and the Pacers the, are going to sell everyone and get out of the business of running a basketball team. <laughs> I think Ben Caro was only the third player to average to get a twenty five five and five in his first game with um, LeBron and. Wilt, not bad. <laughs> not, not a bad way to start your career. I mean, you can you can gate you can gate stats to, to make it any way you want it. But yeah, that that's yeah. no matter no matter how you gate it. Twenty five five and five uh, is still pretty good. As Skeet pretty, said, put him put, put him in put him in the Hall of Fame already. Yes. <laughs> one game in. We'll have to figure out what to put on his on his plinth. We figured out that what we need to put on James Harden's Hall of Flame plinth is that is the gif of that that shimmy pause air ball three uh, from from so the, good. Oh, so good. It was just you, you almost have to have to have it back to back with the one where he, he was it was it Chris Paul or somebody he he juked out of their shoes and then just sort of this kind of shrug shimmy drain the three back in the when he was a Rockets player. Um, yeah. I always, I always like the one in the finals where he he beat someone, rose up for a three, and Manu comes from behind at age one hundred and twenty six and strips the ball out of him. Yeah, don't hang around. Don't hang around. Ah <laughs> uh, dear. Uh, who have we got next? 
that's it. No, look at the Pacers. And we don't want to talk about the Pacers because uh, they're, they're a non-event. Yeah. So that, that's your East and your West. Yeah, it, we haven't really overreacted to anything. We've, we've been disappointing. We haven't sort of said, you know, break up the, yeah, the we're, Warriors. We're never going to get a, a job on first take, that's for sure. No, no, no. I, I can't wear a bright blue suit either and look like a moron. Um, I mean, obviously, they need to fire Doc Rivers and they need to fire Steve Nash. I think they need to fire Steve Nash just for Steve Nash's mental health. You just so that he gets paid out and can go and sit on the beach. Yeah, watch, you know, watch the Champions League in peace. Pretty much, yes. Um, they need to fire whoever's idea it was to make a documentary about Draymond Green. That was a bad idea. Well, he's going to have to wait for 10 years anyway because didn't, didn't Chuck re-sign for 10 years? Yeah. <laughs> they, 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 yeah. they, they all re-signed the entire inside the NBA team, which is a bit of a shit for the, the people who do the Tuesday show. They call it Adam yeah. Lefko and Candace Parker. Although Candace Parker was doing comms for the one of the games this afternoon. I think it was the, late, the LA game. So, mm. I mean, they're probably going to try and get, feature those guys in – I suspect it'll be Chuck who gets. It's only Chuck who's got the ten years. The other guys have got shorter contracts. So I suspect Chuck will be that will be the kind of the pivot, and everyone else they'll kind of they'll start bringing in Move new phrases for the other ones. Yeah, but we uh. are stuck here for a bit longer. So you said a few weeks ago that you were going to get deep into this this cricket World Cup and watch all the games. How many of the all the games have you watched? Well, the World Cup hasn't really... This is the funny thing, right, is it, it doesn't actually start until the weekend. Oh, this is, that's this absolutely is- incorrect, because I'm here to tell you that I am the one who got sucked into the fucking World Cup, <laughs> particularly the first round. I am the, the- currently missing a do-or-die game between this Zimbabwe Scotland and Scotland and I- after West Indies progressively shat the bed against Ireland. It, it is particularly sad to see the state of West Indies, particularly West Indies T20 cricket. You would think this would be the, the form of the game they'd be, you know, unequivocally awesome at. And, of course, they're former world champions. But, um, but yeah, it, it, it is – there are a few World Cups about at the moment with the T20 World Cup and the Women's Rugby World Cup and – And the Rugby, the, and the rugby League World Cup. The men's, women's and wheelchair Rugby League World Cups – and there's some shit in Qatar next month as well. We probably need to factor in. Um, but yeah, I've, the thing is that what I liked about the first round of the of the Cricket World Cup was that most of the teams are about the level of each other. Which is, if you have these these, if there was just, a lot of people saying, "Oh, why don't you just have these teams in the, in the main round?" Well, it's because they'll get flogged. In a, in a, they mm. might occasionally get a win, but the, you're going to have a lot of massive wins, massive lopsided wins. And I, but, this is a little bit like that that UEFA Nations League where you get to play teams that are about your level and then you yeah. proceed. If it, I think you learn more if you're actually playing. And, and what you learn is is that a team like Namibia, who eventually had to go home, but uh, Jared Kimmer made this point, they are incredibly disciplined and they will, you know, if you have a particular weakness, they'll just hit that fucking weakness all day. They'll just keep, mm. they'll, they'll, if they come up with a plan, they'll just keep hitting that fucking plan because they're just a really, not particularly talented, but just really, really well drilled and well coached. Yeah. The, this is, this is the interesting thing about this format, right? Is that a, a team like Scotland can actually get their shit together and come in. And I wouldn't be surprised if one of these teams, knocks off a big team at the start of the tournament well because you know they're coming in with a bit of momentum like if you've if you've come through the fire of the qualifying and then all of a sudden you're full of confidence in you and you've got the enthusiasm of being in the main draw yeah and an australia or india is like ah you know these little fucking 
arseholes that have been playing for the first week. Yeah, fucking Netherlands. Yeah. It's a bit sad that we no longer consider Sri Lanka or the West Indies big teams anymore. But, again... This is is the thing. Sri Lanka just won the Asia Cup, right? They just beat India and Pakistan five weeks ago. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think there were probably various T20 tournaments going on at the time, so... It's it is tricky. It's really it's it, and I think the thing is that the great thing about T Twenty is that it's raised the floor of 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 all all nations that participate. The, the the kind of the barrier to entry is much lower. And if you do have the odd star, I mean, Afghanistan are in are in the super super twelves on merit anyway. They're already in there, and you would have never thought that you know two World Cups ago. Yeah, well, even Zimbabwe, who have uh, ex Pakistani fighter pilot guy that basically came over and played club cricket and then decided to take it seriously and is now, you know, the most professional of professionals from, you know, that that final word uh, bit they did on him. You know, he's he's sort of dragging that team along. Um, yeah, I, I, I should be watching more of it, I have to say. I, I have been interested in it, but, yeah. You're only going to watch the. You're, you're a star fucker. You're only going to be watching the big yeah, games. That's right. Well, unfortunately for you, they're all going to get rained out because La Nina. But at that's least we. Had, at least there were some good games being played in Geelong and Hobart over the last <laughs> week or so. Hobart at night. It's like, oh yeah, this is just going to be like the UAE. Hobart in you know October November at night is not like the UAE in any way, shape, or form. No. No. There's not a there's not a sweater made that can cope with that. No, just just wear a hoodie and harden up your princess. It's not that fucking mm. difficult. Um, and I'd also like to just celebrate the the true hero of this week, which was the curse of Drake, because uh, Barcelona celebrated their um their new Spotify deal, the new Spotify sponsorship deal, and Drake being the first to do some tens of millions of streams on Spotify by replacing the the Spotify signage on the front of their jerseys with Drake's stupid owl thing that he has. Really? Yeah. And this is for, for, for El Clasico, the big game against Real Madrid. And then they went out and got stuffed 3-1 by Real Madrid. Oh, so That's what Ra- you deserve. That's exactly right. So does that mean that does that mean they're going to have the, like, you know, Tay-Tay's face on their on their jerseys for well, the next game. Probably. Well, now that Tay-Tay and Spotify are friends again, I suspect. Uh, yeah, that's entirely possible. Though they might have Tay-Tay's logo or something. Because you need to have a logo, and of course, there aren't that many bands or acts that have logos anymore. It was a very no. kind of 90, 90s pop punk slash eighties metal kind of thing to have a, a a logo you could draw on a pencil case. I think I don't think the kids are doing that quite so much anymore. But yeah, Drake's mm. Drake and his stupid owl ruined it for Barcelona. So. And, Almost got the manager fired. Although they, they they bounced back with a big win against my team Villarreal this morning, which I'm not that happy about. But uh, that's what happens when your manager is a dude who failed at Arsenal. But that's another story entirely. And this was our La Liga minute. <laughs> All right, Anything so else you want to talk about? Oh, shall we? Um, shall we leave it there and come back and you know do our hour and a half dissection track by track of the Tay album? I thought we were doing Kelly Regisson's new album. <laughs> uh, potato, potato. Call me, baby. <laughs> See you, dog.
Oh, I need some whiskey. Jesus Christ. We should try winning a tipping competition. You might get some. Yeah, that's true.